It's TechBiter Worldwide for the week of July 20th, 2008. I'm Bill Blinn with an hour's worth of technology news in far less than an hour. That's because we leave out the sports, the jingles, the weather, and the commercials. And this week's topic is Nero. Subtitle, Fiddling While Rom Burns. That's a pun that Nero has used for far too many years. Nero 8 is probably the most comprehensive and complete CD and DVD burning application you'll find. At the center of the suite, there are the disc ripping and disc burning functions that were once the entire application. Nero still can't and probably never will back up protected CDs and DVDs. Most CDs aren't protected, at least not yet, but most DVDs are. To create an image that can be burned to a blank disk for backup requires an application such as DVD 4.3, that's a plug-in, or DVD Fab, a standalone program. These applications create an ISO file, which is essentially a disk image of the CD or DVD. Once you have that file on your hard drive, Nero will burn the file to a new CD or a new DVD. Later versions of Nero include options to manage movies, music, and photos. Nero supports both HD and Blu-ray DVDs, but of course support for HD DVD is now a moot point. If you have Nero 7 Ultra, you can upgrade for $49. Otherwise, it's $99 for a box version, $79 for download. Significant discounts, of course, are available from online retailers. So if you pay $99, you're probably paying too much. And one thing I discovered, if you have a Vista system, and this isn't mentioned anywhere in the installation instructions, if you have a Vista system, you'd better right-click the installation file and choose Run as Administrator. Otherwise, the installation will fail, and there won't be any really apparent reason why it failed. Be sure you pay attention during the installation. Nero will offer to install the Ask toolbar. I always refuse these kinds of requests, because I already know which programs I want to use. Nero isn't unique in wanting to take over every media function on the computer, but at least the program is polite and asks about that. By default, though, it will select almost everything. And that's probably not what you want. So give some thought to what functions you want Nero to answer for. If, for example, you double-click an ISO file that you've stored on the hard drive, you probably want Nero to wake up and offer to burn a disk from the file. On the other hand, you put a music CD in the computer's CD or DVD player, well, maybe you don't want Nero to wake up and offer to play it. Maybe you want iTunes to play it. Maybe you want Winamp to play it. It's easy to control this during the installation. A little harder if you decide to make a change after the program is installed. When you start Nero, you'll be presented with what they call a smart screen that shows general categories of tasks, specific functions, and a user-defined quick launch panel. There are so many pieces of the puzzle these days that you really do need all those pieces. Options along the top row include Rip and Burn, Create and Edit, Home Entertainment, and Backup. The left-hand navigation list is more general, Data Burning, Audio Burning, audio ripping, and copy disk. And then there's that section on the right. Experienced users can populate the quick launch panel with the applications that they use most often, and new users can just tell Nero what they want to do 
and let Nero select the appropriate application. There are, within this suite, 16 different applications. 16. Nero's equivalent of a Windows Start menu is located in the lower left corner of the Start Smart panel. That's the location you'll use for access to any specific application you want, assuming you know which one of the 16 applications you want. Now, this isn't an application for a feeble computer, but then if you're burning DVDs, you probably don't have a feeble computer. You need Windows 2000 with Service Pack 4, XP, or Vista. Nero's publisher recommends 512 megabytes of RAM for Vista. That's laughable. 256 megabytes for XP or Windows 2000. In fact, for decent operation with Windows 2000 and XP, you should have at least one gigabyte of RAM. And Vista? Don't even try to run it without two gigs. If you plan to do much video manipulation, you're going to need hundreds of gigabytes of fast hard drive storage, too. The entertainment industry seems to think that users should buy DVDs for use at home, and then they should pay again for the same material if they want to use that video on a portable device. That's nonsense. Nero 8's new features include the ability to convert DVD files for use on an iPod, PlayStation, or other mobile device, but as noted, you're still going to need to find a way to work around copy protection if you want to do that. New users will probably be more than a little puzzled by the various interfaces presented by the 16 different applications that are included. The reason you have different interfaces is that they haven't changed from the previous versions, so long-time users won't get lost. Everything will look familiar to them. But new users may wonder why there isn't more similarity from one application to another. It's possible to open one application and then have no obvious way of getting back to the start menu. That's a little puzzling. You may be a bit confused after installing and registering the application to see an update notice that says, Upgrade today. Your trial version is about to expire. Upgrade to the full version of Nero 8 today and continue to enjoy the ultimate digital media solution. I saw that message. I knew I'd registered it, so I visited the Nero Control Center, saw that the license was current and indeed not scheduled to expire. It hasn't bugged me about that since then. Nero Vision 5 lets you make slideshows on DVDs and CDs using digital images. This is no Photoshop, but Vision does at least include the ability to perform some basic photo editing, too. If you want to make music or video discs, Nero Express is the application you'll use. And then there's Nero Back It Up, lets you create recovery discs and schedule periodic data backups. You probably know I'm no big fan of using CDs or DVDs for backup, but any backup on any media is better than no backup. So if you're currently not backing up your data, use Nero's Back It Up. Nero 8. Uh, bottom line, kind of a difficult learning curve because of the broad and deep feature set, but there's really nothing better on the market if you want to take control of media files on your computer. I'll give it four cats out of five. If you want to visit the Nero website, there is a link to their website from the TechBiter Worldwide website, www.techbiter.com. Here's a random thought for you. Homicide. A noun, the slaying of one human being by another. There are four kinds of homicide, felonious, excusable, justifiable, and praiseworthy. But it makes no great difference to the person slain whether he fell by one kind or another. The classification is for advantage of the lawyers. 
That, of course, is by Ambrose Bierce, the American writer, journalist, and editor, who lived from 1842 until 1914, disappeared somewhere in Mexico. Praiseworthy would seem to be the one that applies to homicides involving spammers and the creators of viruses and worms. Sometimes spam is laughable. Most of the time it's stupid. Sometimes it's demeaning or amusing or even threatening. I have to wonder if some of the people who write spam subject lines, now think of these as headlines on ads, if these people might not make more money in a legitimate advertising business. In some cases, they have mastered the discipline of headline writing. Some of the messages are compellingly well-titled. In most cases, though, there is simply more stupidity than cleverness. Here are some spam subject lines that I received within a period of a couple of hours. From Ablarg Hungmonk, Volcano Eruptions Detected, Fake News Reports. These are becoming increasingly popular, but a fake news report from somebody I don't know? I'm not too likely to open that. From Barnaby Sue Ellie, Three Weeks of Thunderstorm Coming. Oh, now we're getting fake weather reports from somebody I don't know. Benji Angelo says he has downloadable porno DVDs for free. Here's a newsflash, Benji. Porno DVDs aren't free. And a message entitled, You Can Be Sure, from Bent Eddy. Uh, do I know a Bent Eddy? I don't think so. Escape artist gets caught shopping. More fake news. Now here's a puzzle. From Chael Port. New special information from you. Noosed vamps. You gotta watch out for those noosed vamps. And Charlie Gable says, My ex-girlfriend will be begging to come back to her. A little ungrammatical there, but I wonder if my wife knows about this ex-girlfriend. From colon experts, see what Katie Couric has to say about colon cancer. Do I care what Katie Couric has to say about much of anything? And from Don McKay, I can get swell copies of Elite Watches. It's swell. It's Mattel. Remember that slogan? It went out with the 50s. And here's another one that says they caught me naked in the shower from Elwin Siddhartha. You know, I really think I would have noticed somebody in there with a camera. Enjoy a laptop tells me I could have a new Apple MacBook Air. Indeed, I could. All I have to do is pay for it. Now, here's a piece of fake news that's just a little over the top. Pope killed by assassin in Vatican City. Horoscope. What lies ahead may surprise you. Then again, it may not. Other headlines in the fake news category of spam, North Korea nuclear fallout, and ninja attack in New York Times Square. <laughs> ninja attack. Times Square. Yeah. I don't care a whole lot about the sexual content of the Internet. It's easy enough to find it if you're looking for it, easy enough to avoid it if you're not. But consider this example. Here's a spam I received. Exclusive child hardcore. Young and innocent little boys and girls, 8 to 13 years old. Come and see the new videos with small girls. And then there's a list of seven websites in Russia. Should you go to any of those, you're going to get exactly what you deserve. Your computer will be infected. I have no idea how much child pornography exists. I suspect it's probably far less than the fear mongers would have us believe, but any is too much. And regardless, there is apparently a market for what can only be described as disgusting and perverted pornography that involves children. 
And I received a spam with an image in it with six definitely of legal age young ladies offered me more of the same if I followed the link. What was the link? Well, the link went to a website in Argentina, video.exe. Yep, an executable file. This isn't exactly technology-related, although there was a lot of technology involved. Four years ago, I had a cataract removed from my right eye. Now, that's a lot better than having one removed from your wrong eye. And on Tuesday of this week, I had a cataract removed from my left eye, which was the right eye for the surgery. In case you're thinking about having this done someday, I can tell you that the procedure has advanced a lot since the 1960s when my grandmother had similar surgery. That event required a week's stay in the hospital with her head immobilized by sandbags, followed by a couple of weeks at home confined to a darkened room. Today's cataract surgery involves about two hours of preparation work, followed by a 15-minute surgical procedure. During the procedure, you can be awake if you want, I was, listening to the doctor tell bad jokes. Your arms are strapped down, one eye is taped open, the other is taped shut, and your arms are restrained, so apparently they don't want you to get up and wander away or to take a swing at the dock. After spending about 30 minutes in recovery, you walk out and you're sent home. You can't drive yet, but the following day you can. All you have to do is avoid getting into fistfights or lifting small cars over your head for about a week. Now, in my case, I'll have somewhat unbalanced eyes for about a month because the vision in the left eye won't really stabilize till then, and I can't get a new prescription for glasses until the vision stabilizes. So one eye will be focused here, and the other eye will be focused way over there somewhere. Think of this as the visual equivalent of driving for a month on one of those little spare tires included with most cars. I'm recording this program on Saturday. By Friday, the swelling in the eye had subsided, and the vision in that eye had improved from lousy to really pretty good. On Monday, I go back to work. In nerdly news, Apple developed a personal computer based on proprietary hardware and software, then maintained control over the peripherals that would work with the system. IBM developed a personal computer based on commonly available hardware and freely published specifications, then allowed anybody to make peripherals for it. The result has been more chaotic on the IBM side, and quality control is sometimes an issue. But the market share, 90-plus percent for the IBM and Windows market, really tells the story. Now, Apple has filed suit against a company that had the temerity to build what it calls a universal computer. Systar would like you to have an open computer. Apple filed suit against the company alleging copyright infringement. Apple says it wants Systar to recall all of the OS X capable machines it has sold. In April, Systar began selling what it called the open computer, which uses what Apple terms a modified version of Apple's OS X that includes unauthorized patches from Apple's website. Apple's suit is worded this way. By misappropriating Apple's proprietary software and intellectual property for its own use, Systar's actions harm consumers by selling them a poor product that is advertised and promoted in a manner that falsely and unfairly implies an affiliation with Apple. The only part of the action that's unusual or surprising is the request for a total recall of all machines sold. As Apple undoubtedly knows, that would put Systar out of business. Think different, Apple. Maybe you'd like to buy an AOL, cheap, 
Price keeps going down. Microsoft wants Yahoo. Yahoo doesn't want Microsoft. Time Warner has finally figured out that AOL isn't worth very much and keeps trying to find somebody who wants it. Sorry to Joe Tex for borrowing the lyric. Time Warner continues to pitch AOL to Microsoft and Yahoo, but so far nobody's catching, and the value of AOL continues to drop. Time Warner shareholders are hoping that the company can get a bidding war going, but nobody's showing much interest in that. Google owns 5% of AOL. That could confuse the situation just a bit. Will Microsoft do any better if they buy it? Well, (laughs) probably not. Microsoft can't even get its own Windows Live service working properly when it comes to something simple like reporting the current temperature. If you go to the TechBiter Worldwide website... You'll see an example page where I have Windows Live open. It's reporting the temperature as 68 degrees in Worthington. At the time, every other weather service was reporting 88 degrees. Why is this? Well, it's because the page doesn't automatically refresh. The temperature stays exactly where it is from when you loaded the page. (laughs) That's intelligent. Thanks for listening. This has been TechBiter Worldwide for the week of July 20th, 2008. I'm Bill Blinn. Check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, you can send me an email from there. Thanks. Bye-bye.